Welcome to another episode of Raising OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Kirsten Holder, and today we're talking with Christian Iabega, Rafael Garcia, and Kyle Highland, all players for the OKC Energy Soccer Team. So thank you um, for meeting with us today and talking with us. Let's start with a few introductions. Christian and Bohana Iabega, thank you for being here today. So Christian, you were originally from Nigeria, but have lived in Oklahoma City for some time. You actually graduated from Deer Creek High School. So I, I think that's like a fun fact we can pull out from all of this. Um, you went on to play college soccer at Duke University, which is very impressive. You are currently a defender for the Oklahoma City Energy. So first of all, how did you and your wife meet? Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I was actually playing, I was playing in Prague and in Czech Republic, and she was, she was there working as well. She was part, uh, you were in a lab, like a, a research assistant, something like that. I was doing my PhD there. Yeah, getting her PhD as well. So I was actually over at uh, a buddy's house, and he, I don't know, I, I think we're having dinner, we're just hanging out, and he was on this, this is going to be embarrassing. He, he opened his, like, his Facebook, and he was scrolling, and I was like, wait, wait, who's that? <laughs> like, who is this? And got to talking, and then next thing you know, he set up a dinner with, like, a whole like, circle of friends, and went to dinner, started talking, exchanged numbers, then that's all she wrote. Was this a love at first sight kind of meeting? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's your question. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was she was not interested in me when we first met. So I had yeah. I had to work. Well, we'll move on to Rafael and Lilia Garcia. Thank you also for being here with us today. Rafael, you've been playing as a midfielder with OKC for some time, but you're actually originally from LA. Um, and you've played with some really big names that even if you're not a soccer fan, I'm sure you're recognizing um, David Beckham, of course, being one of them, Landon Donovan, and Robbie Keane. So what does it mean to you um, to play for the Oklahoma City Energy? Since you and your wife, Lilia, um, are here too, I'd love to know how you both are liking being in the Midwest. I love it. It's really different from LA. Uh, very laid back here. It's not as busy. You can go outside for a walk and your kids can walk alongside you. In LA, you probably wouldn't catch me doing that because there's so much traffic going on the streets. But I personally love it here. Uh -huh. um, and yeah, just going back to that introduction, I'd like to note that they played with me instead of me playing with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> Um, no, we, we ended up uh, we we ended up in Oklahoma City. This opportunity came around, and um, I kind of jumped at it. Um, I had talked with a few uh, a few guys that, that are currently on the team that um, you know, and I asked them about the city, how it was for for family, because you know, um, as as you know, we we have a, a pretty big family, and, and my main thing was finding a place where you know we we could kind of you know build a home for a few years and and have it be a good place for, for, uh, for raising a family. So we ended up in Edmond and, um, you know, here we are. And, and, and like Lydia said, we love it. It's uh, definitely a change of pace uh, to the lifestyle we're used to in, in, in California, but in a good way, I think, you know, uh, less traffic, 
less people. <laughs> um, you could get to a place at a at a <laughs> at, at a reasonable at, at a reasonable time. <laughs> time. Yeah, you don't have to deal with the traffic. Um, but more than that, um, you know, everyone here has been very welcoming. Uh, you know, since the very beginning. So I'm very grateful to to be in Oklahoma City. Well, you know, we love to hear that. Oklahomans are proud of where they come from. And even when we do complain about traffic, I know it pales in comparison to LA. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen traffic here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Compared to what you're used to, I'm sure you haven't. <laughs> uh, so lastly, we have Kyle and Amber Highland. Um, Kyle, you're originally from Ohio, so you're maybe a little more familiar with the Midwest and are playing for the energy as a defender as well. Your bragging rights um, include being the team's all-time leader in appearances with 110, which is, I know, outstanding. Um, can you break that down, what that means a little bit for uh, those of us who may not be, you know, soccer fiends? It means he's old. <laughs> I'm a lot of miles. <laughs> it means I've been here a long time. <laughs> It's, uh, it, was, it was definitely something that I would have not expected to do. Um, I, I originally, like you said, I was in Ohio and stuff. Um, then I met Amber in Indianapolis when I played for Indy 11. And honestly, we came here on, uh, honestly, we didn't know what to expect from Oklahoma City. We had called, my, my cousin lives in Norman, um, so we had called them about uh, the city as is and stuff, and he, he raved on and on about it so we thought we'd give it a chance for a year and five years later 110 appearances later and we're still here <laughs> so i mean it definitely we've definitely shown it's shown how much we love it and stuff and um honestly we, we love playing for the energy and we love being here so um couldn't have asked for anything better so that's awesome i, lo I love to hear that um maybe even despite the heat uh, that you all are experiencing, although this summer maybe has not been as bad as the past five years that you've been here. Are you guys feeling the heat? I mean, I can't imagine being on the field like you all are playing, um, you know, nonstop in the direct sunlight. At least as fans, we get to be in the shade. <laughs> so how are you handling um, the heat in Oklahoma? Hydrating. There you go. <laughs> That's the right answer right there. Community <laughs> here which uh, I wasn't necessarily used to when I came here last year. Um, it's different. We're used to the, the drier heat um, where you sit under a tree and you're fine here. There's no getting away from it. So we, uh, you know, we, we learn how to, how to hydrate more and, and kind of take, taking care of your body, eating well, uh, resting as much as you can. Um, I just took a nap now, which she wasn't too happy about. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long week so you know you kind of you kind of uh find ways to manage and cope with the heat these are probably things we should all be doing hydrating and taking more naps i like that i like the sound of that so um sometimes when a parent is especially passionate about something their kids are either like totally on board and kind of absorb those passions um and pursue it or they totally push it away they're like i want to be my own person um and all that so i'm interested to know with you all how um your children are interested in soccer or not um and maybe you can start with telling us how many kids you have their ages and whether or not you think they will play Um, yeah, for us, um, you know, I made a decision, well, we made a decision early on that we wouldn't push any 
any soccer on our children. Um, you know, just because daddy plays doesn't necessarily mean that we have to participate in, in, in that. Uh, fortunately for us, uh, my son took after it and, and he's currently now playing uh, here with one of the local clubs. Um, our daughter Penelope loves it. Huh? Ah, uh, my son Isaiah is eleven. Sorry, Penelope is six, and Olivia is fourteen months. Um, and they're all, you know, they're all kind of falling in love with the game. But it's never been uh, something that we pushed on them. We just kind of let them be away. And if they want to do something else, that's totally fine. Um, but we just, you, you know, we we were we've been happy that. You know, they, they took after soccer, at least I am. But uh, it's never been forced, and we kind of let them choose what, what they want to do as long as they stay active and do something. Yes, I love that. I'm going to take that for my little boy as well. And if you're watching on video, Christian and his wife just told the show, my favorite little baby coming on screen here. So who is that? He just woke up. So he's, he's daddy's hope for soccer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. How many children do you all have? We have three. So uh, our oldest is five. Then the middle one, Noemi, is three, and he's six months. So and very small kids. Maybe yeah. our aunt is interested in soccer. Is that why? Yeah. Little one is daddy's hope. Yeah. Well, Le the oldest Leah, she plays. Like she just started. She played rack last year. She started, and then she also. Uh, started the okay, no. <laughs> she started the uh, like the academy here at, at NLKC, which is kind of cool because that's actually the club I played for when I was growing up, you know. So, and but she loves it. She wants to do it, you know. I, I my my mom actually was a professional tennis player before you know she had me and came and moved around came to the states. So I selfishly or unselfishly, I guess I kind of want to push her towards tennis. But no, I want to play soccer and tennis. All right, okay, so she's, um, that's, she's not interested at all. <laughs> uh, she's just trouble, nothing yeah. else. <laughs> uh, I gave her a ball, she like looked at it like it's like this girls and just walked past it. Like she doesn't want to touch it. She doesn't want to touch soccer. She doesn't like soccer at all. Uh, but yeah, this one, this one's my hope. This one, I, this one's going to be my, my striker. So we'll see. Oh, <laughs> uh, Amber, the, the interview's over. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of us tuning in yeah, we lost Kyle and Amber yeah but they're back now so you guys have just a little one at home do you anticipate him being in soccer or what do you guys kind of dream about your life looking with your I mean we hope so um, right now right now we're praying that he's left footed right now so that would be the hope <laughs> Um, he keeps he, he'll he'll kick a lot with his left foot and stuff, but yeah. most part we can't tell quite yet if he's gonna like the same it. Same as Lennon, he's kicking only with his left. That's I bet you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle and Amber, how old is your little one? He just turned one earlier this month. Aw, what a fun time. That'll just be so great to see these little guys grow up. And, and the older ones, while well, they're kind of in it and showing their personalities and their interests, it's just, I love it. So um, two of you are on this interview. Um, two of you are seasoned parents. Um, Kyle and 
As you just said, you are a rookie. So um, maybe let's start with Christian Raphael. What are your best pieces of advice um, that you've received about parenting? And maybe Kyle and Amber, I'm sure, you know, a lot of people are giving you their opinions whether or not you want it. So <laughs> what are those best pieces of advice you all would like to share? Um, and how have those pieces of advice um, helped and supported your families? Be prepared for no sleep. <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's for... I guess just like I want to be noticed, especially now it's been a lot harder to do, obviously with the consider thing. It's just trying to keep them active, keep them busy, you know. Um, when, when uh, you know, everything went on lockdown initially the first time, and we were just kind of really, you know, pent, you know, pent up at home, not really going anywhere, doing anything. It, it was a disaster. <laughs> Too much energy. They don't know. They want to get outside. They want to do stuff, you know. So as things like loosen up a bit, just trying to find those activities that they love, you know, that they, they find joy in that, that, you know, that, that they can, you know, almost go out and be entertained for, for hours at a time, you know? So I think keeping them busy, keeping them active, you know, will not only allow them to progress in things they love, but also will, will try and keep, like, I'll help you keep some, like some of your sanity as well. <laughs> yeah. Cherish every moment and enjoy every second. They grow up too fast, way too fast. Way too quickly. I always thought that was a cliche until I became a parent, and there is nothing more true. <laughs> so, so true. Um, Raphael and Lilia, what piece of advice would you like to share? Um, no, well, I mean, the, the same old cliches, you know, you're not going to be sleeping. <laughs> uh, you're going to gain weight with your first baby, <laughs> uh, husband and wife and all that. But... Um, Honestly, I, I can't think of, of, of any piece of advice that, that I was given, I mean, from the top of my head. But, but for us, I think we kind of just, you know, we were young. We, we were very young parents with, with our Isaiah. I was 20. Um, I was 22. 22. So we kind of, you know, I, I had to grow up really fast. We were both uh, college students. I was playing soccer. She was... Um, working working full time and 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 doing school so we kind of grew up really fast in that sense um and for us it was just you know picking it up on the fly you know they say the baby books and all that but for us it was like you know we'll just we'll figure it out you know we we obviously had input from from our parents and and things that they would help us out with but nothing off the top of my head that really kind of just changed it for us and for me, I think the most important thing is is being present. Uh, I think that's half the battle, and kind of just being there um, for children when when they need you the most, um, especially early on. Because, like you said, that that cliche that they grow up fast. You know, our oldest is now in in the middle school, which is insane to me. Um, I can't, I still can't wrap my head around that. But um, you know, just being present and and. Trying to teach him right from wrong is is really it for me. What he said. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I don't know if you could ever be at an age you'd feel prepared. <laughs> I think that all of us are trying to figure it out on the fly, <laughs> just like what you said. <laughs> if you were a 45-year-old parent or a 22-year-old parent, I think you'd be figuring it out the same way. <laughs> Uh, so Kyle and Amber, has there been any, you know, while you're kind of navigating these baby and toddler years, has there been anything that's really kind of stood out to you? Um, 
I would say as far as the advice goes, um, one thing that really helped me as a mom was that all moms feel like they don't know what they're doing. And so that wasn't unique to me. I wasn't doing anything wrong. It was just every baby's different and every time is different. And so um, every mom feels like I have no idea what I'm doing in the beginning. And so that was comforting to me to know, like, it's not just me. We're all, you know, trying to figure it out as we go. So, you know, with Lucas, it's been so fun, um, you know, trying to find the positives and the silver linings in, you know, the, everything that's going on with the health crisis. We got so much time together as a family. I was working from home for several weeks. And so, I got to see him crawl for the first time. I got to see his first couple teeth come in and I work full time. So those are things that I probably would have missed, um, you know, if, if this hadn't been going on. So obviously um, it's been awful for so many, but you know, for our family trying to find the positives and everything, we, we had so much time together, the three of us just to kind of bond and, and spend all those extra, extra sweet moments together that we'll, we'll have all those memories forever since, you know, echoing just what everyone said it just goes so fast i can't believe he's already won i feel like we just brought him home <laughs> yeah yeah uh if there is a silver lining i think most people can relate to that the quality time is very meaningful love it so um a little bit heavier of a question than all of the the baby fun stuff um in our current state of racial and political divide within our country um can you all talk a little bit about how um sports can be a source of healing unification um and really that mentality across the board and how are you talking with your kids about racism? I mean, you all are normal families like us trying to navigate these conversations with multiple um, age groups in your household. Um, is this something you talk about regularly? Just maybe kind of walk us through some of that. Um, Raphael and Lilia, we'll start with you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously uh, with, with everything going on, um, both, uh, with the current health, you know, crisis we're all going through, and and you know the social divide that that's going on, um, you know, our oldest is at an age where he kind of understands um, a little more and has a has a, a good idea of, of of what's going on. Uh, our baby obviously doesn't, and you know, Penelope's six, which so she's asking a few questions as well. And I think for us, the the main thing is just to be honest and have these, you know, sometimes uncomfortable conversations and, and explain to them, you know, what, what's going on. Um, it's hard to explain to, to a six-year-old, you know, that we're in a pandemic because they don't know what that is, you know. And then as far as sports, uh, you know, it, it is an escape. You know, traditionally here in the States, you know, sports are an escape from, from everything. Um, and now, you know, we got sports back. You know, we're playing now, which is, you know, something I didn't think would happen in, in this year. Um, so, you know, a lot of it is, is, is new to all of us because we've never been in a situation. So we're kind of just, you know, picking it up on the fly like everybody else. So I think, um, you know, having honest conversations with your children, you know, when they get to that age um, is definitely something we need to do as parents and, and try to steer them in the right direction and, and show them what's, you know, what's out there. And, and not everything is, you know, uh, butterflies and roses. There's There's a lot of you know, difficult things going on there. And, and sometimes having those hard conversations is, is what you got to do. Thank you for that. Um, Christian and Bohana, do you have anything to add? 
Yeah, just echoing everything Rafa said, you know, um, he, he was spot on with that, you know, with the you know, issues that we're going through now, you know, we, we haven't really had Leah yet, you know, she, yeah. she's still too young to understand that. Uh, if we see, to be honest, like, I don't even really let her see the stuff, you know, I don't have it on, on, on TV, on the news, like, on, in the house, that kind of stuff, you know, me, you know, me and her will talk about it, we'll, we'll sit down and try and go over, you know, understand, you know, speak about what's happening and, how to address this stuff and honestly personally i'm 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 glad it's happening and now when they're still a bit too young so you know because I, I don't know if i'm ready to even have that conversation with them right now you know i think that's something that i need i need time to to really you know gather my words and formulate how i want to you know bring that point to them um, i had a buddy of mine ask me because he he's he's an older older white uh white male, he, he adopted a black son. Uh, so he was asking me, like, he called me one day and he asked me, how do I have, how do I have this conversation with my son? And honestly, I was stumped. Like, I didn't even know like how, where, where, where to begin, which, you know, like, depending on how you look at this, maybe, maybe, maybe it's sad, but you know, I, I, just going back to what I said, I think at some point we will have to have those conversations, you know? Um, and I think it became real for me, especially when, you know, when I look at London now, you know, cause not just saying that it's different for girls, but you know, when you look at some of the, you know the horrific acts and and things that happen. A lot, a lot of it are are, are boys that are targeted. You know, so it's you know it's not not to say that my son's going to be one of those boys targeted. But it, again, you 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 wake up every day hoping that you know your family can leave the house and get home safely. So um, at some point, yeah, I'll, I'll have to you know sit down and have that tough conversation. But as of now, I'm glad that I'm almost it's almost a relief that I don't have to have it right now. So. Thank you. Kyle and Amber, do you have anything to add to that? I can let Kyle speak on the, the sports part of it, but I think for our family, um, this is just going to time for us to listen and to learn and to let those people that it truly directly affects take the lead and just be there to support them 100%. Um, with whatever it is that they need and you know, knowing that Lucas is too little now, but it's our job to raise them knowing that these things exist to be better than that and to make the world a better place with him in it. Um, and so that is just, it's just our job in general with him once he's old enough to kind of understand that. Yeah. And then I'll touch on the, the sports side of it. Um, like, I think I've had conversations with, with both these guys as well. Um, I think soccer is kind of an interesting sport as far as, like, the diversity that we've grown up ever since we were kids. So we're exposed to um, different ethnicities, different races all the time since we were four or five years old. Um, and I think uh, – I'm not really sure what athlete tweeted it or whatnot, but it kind of got me thinking. But um, honestly, like, uh, he said something about if – if the world was like a, a, a locker room that we all are in all the time, then we'd be just fine. Because honestly, the locker room is, there's no judgment. There's, there's nothing but friendships and family and everybody working towards a common goal. And that's pretty much it. Um, so I think soccer is a pretty interesting uh, area where that kind of is exploited quite a bit. Um, so I think it's, it's definitely brought us together. I think it brings a lot of people together, and I think us showing that to, to the world is always a good and positive thing. Thank you all for your input there. Um, it's clear your families are uh, role models on and off the field, so I really appreciate that uh, vulnerability in hearing that.
with our listeners today. Um, so, uh, moving on to your very next game, what should be what should we be watching for the next time you all play? Um, can you maybe give us any soccer terms, phrases, um, so we can all sound like true fans when we're watching? Um, and maybe for the moms here too, maybe some tips on ways to keep kids entertained during the game um, in a variety of age groups. So, um, Kyle and Amber, let's start with you. I guess everybody should learn the uh, the rule of offsides because I know that that was something we had to explain to Amber here when she first started watching. Uh, <laughs> so that's always something that we need to make sure everybody understands so no one's confused. Um, <clears throat> other than that, I mean, I think just going to the game and enjoying watching us, I think, think it'll be a fun game to play. Um, so, yeah, I think soccer-wise, I don't know that there's anything that anyone needs to know, but... It's going to be a fun family environment, and I think I think hopefully uh, we'll we'll come on the right side this time. Basically, if it goes in our goal, then you cheer, and if it goes <laughs> in their goal, then you're sad, and that's then you're good. <laughs> that's all you need to know, right there. <laughs> Lillian, Raphael, what about you? I mean, hopefully everyone knows the word goal, and, and we can score. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but as far as families, uh, I would take any sporting event as just an escape from, you know, the, the, the everyday, day-to-day uh, -day grind of, you know, work and school. Um, you know, maybe come out, you know, moms have a glass of wine, a beer, relax, let the kids run around a bit. <laughs> She'll tell you firsthand it's, it's very hard to have the kids sit and watch the game, so let them, let them do that. Try to Bring snacks. <laughs> the little one's eating she's fine so when the snacks yeah. out, that's when i might have to stand up and go entertain her some other way <laughs> i completely underestimated the level of snacks involved in parenting like that's <laughs> you need to know there's a in soccer there are snacks in parenthood like that just is that's a tip right there <laughs> Uh, Christian, um, what what would your family like to share? As far as the what to expect the soccer games, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we, I say we don't have timeouts. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess now with the you know with the different protocols we, we return to now, we do have you know water breaks each half. Um, but yeah, we, unfortunately, I'm sorry, we don't have you know TV timeouts where you can run to the bathroom or get some popcorn and stuff like that. But um, as far as during the game, how is it in the game with the kids? They're just running around. I can't watch, they don't watch. So for me, it's really better to be at home and watch on the TV <laughs> that I can get like full 90 minutes and I'm happy then. That is kind of the nice thing about soccer is it is that environment that everybody can kind of be around and you don't have to be like sitting in your chair quietly. I mean, I will say that's, that's a very approachable aspect of it. I appreciate all the fun stuff you shared and um, some of the more vulnerable stuff you shared with us too is very meaningful. I appreciate you taking the time uh, to our listeners will too. So for everyone listening, the next home game for the OKC Energy is Sunday, um, September 27th at 5 p.m. against the Austin Bold um, FC. Uh, tickets can be found at energyfc.com. You can also now watch 
on ESPN and all of their family of networks too, which is really great and a big deal in Oklahoma City. Um, stadium safety protocols during COVID are extensive. I'm going to list them in our show notes. So once again, thank you all for listening. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. You all have a great rest of your week. All right. Thank you so much for having us. Take care.